2 Timothy chapter 4, thank you for the response to the Bible stick ministry. Um, that sounds a little cold, but I think after you see in the video, there's real lives that will be touched by the Word of God. Amen. And uh, the Word of God is their only hope. Let's turn to 2 Timothy chapter 4, and I'm just going to preach a few minutes. I better not say that. I'm going to preach, and, uh, and uh, this is my favorite place to preach. And I've been longing to get back home, but I really did enjoy uh, encouraging our preacher over in the mountains, and uh, Brother Roger, I cannot believe he's been gone 10 years, because he started a great Sunday school class, a young adult class, and was very faithful, a good man of God, and God has called him to a difficult field, and he's, he's just hanging in there, staying with it, and uh, such, a, such a blessing, and I appreciate you praying for him. 2 Timothy chapter 4, I'm going to preach on Paul's last charge. It was a military charge. He used military terms all through 2 Timothy. And folks, I want to tell you something. We're all called to be soldiers for the cross. We're called to be ambassadors for him. And folks, there's no place to go AWOL. And there's no place to be sissies and flimsy and whimsical and go by your feelings. Folks, soldiers are disciplined. I love the discipline of military families because I tell you, they get the job done. And if you don't have discipline in the Army, you won't come back. Amen? So that's why it's tough. But I want to tell you something, we as Christians, soldiers for Jesus, should have discipline. So that's my main thought tonight. Let's stand on the Word of God. I charge thee, I charge thee, that's a military term, therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at His appearing in His kingdom, preach the Word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering, and doctrine. Don't you love doctrine? That's the Word of God, amen? For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Do you think we're there today? Amen. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned into fables. But watch, another military term, thou in all things endure affliction, do the work of evangelists, make full proof of thy ministry, for I am now ready to be offered. And the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have kept, I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them that love is appearing. Do thy diligence to come shortly, for Demas, I think we heard a good message on that this morning, and Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and has departed into Thessalonica, uh, Cretan to Galatia, Titus unto Dalmatia. But only Luke is with me. And take Mark and bring him with thee, for he is profitable to me for the ministry. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. You may be seated. Father, thank you for the good music. Lord, it's just wonderful being a church that's happy and excited about doing something for the Lord. And Lord, thrilled to see children sing and uh, Lord, just to, to worship you, Lord, it's good to see Brother John back with us. Lord, bless him with strength to get back on the firing line. And God, I pray that you'd uh, ease the pain and, and heal his back through the, this surgery. Lord, thank you, God, for our church. Uh, Lord, I love our church. I thank you for our church. I thank you for the willingness to give and to love and to help souls get saved. And Lord, I pray, dear God, that you'd bless this message to encourage them. And Lord, we'll thank you for... Uh, those that enlist in the greatest work on this earth, and that's to serve the living God. In 
Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated, uh, or you are seated, so you can stand back up and sit down again, amen. It's been a long day, amen, this is my fourth message, so uh, amen. But you know, Paul's about to uh, be a faithful soldier that lays down the sword. He's about to go to heaven. He's uh, facing probably the uh, chopping block. He's looking out the cell uh, window probably, and he's making these notes. I don't know if somebody else is taking them down or whatever, but he's charging the young soldier named Timothy. He's, this is his final charge. And folks, I want you to know that uh, he knows it's a warfare, and he, is, he, is, he has been called to be not only a soldier but a warrior. And that means there is war. And folks, the battle is on today, and there is a warfare. There's a warfare for your mind, your emotions, your will. Uh, folks, there's a warfare for your family. Is, has, have, have you ever heard of so much uh, uh, drugs in this world? I mean, uh, folks, I, I think we got a meth epi epidemic in, in Whitfield County. It's everywhere, and it's robbing families. I told the story of Jeff uh, Stanley this afternoon, uh, or, or no, it was this morning, uh, at the 11 o'clock hour and how, how he lost everything, even his daughter and his granddaughter or grandson. And it it's always touches my heart to think about uh, what he gave up because he left his first love. And folks, I want to tell you something. Uh, you'll give up a lot if you go AWOL. You need to be disciplined. You need to be determined. And you need to be in love with God as a motive for serving God. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. What's hurting the cause of Christ is hypocrites. I mean, I'm telling you what, friend, people that say they're soldiers, but they don't wear the uniform, they don't show up for drills, they don't show up for uh, uh, marching orders, and they don't show up for the war. The war is on. And folks, it's against Satan. And, and, and the devil is our enemy. And uh, folks, we need to fight a good fight and be faithful. So I want you to see, first of all, what I notice about a good faithful soldier of the cross. Number one, they're accountable. Look at verse one. I charge thee before... Therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. You know, I want to tell you something, folks. A good soldier knows there's a review. The good soldier knows that when the, the bugle's blown or the whistle's blown or the sergeant screams out, line up, you better line up, amen? And, folks, you're going to be inspected from your head to your toe. It's an amazing thing. I've never made the military, I don't think, because I don't keep my shoes shined like I should, Amen? I shine my head, but I don't shine my shoes. But I want to tell you something, friend. Everything had to be spick and span. Everything had to be in order. Everything had to be straight. Why? Because folks, they knew that if they did not get disciplined out of the war, they wouldn't be disciplined in the war. And I want to tell you something, folks. God's called us to read the Bible. God's called us to pray. God's called us to walk the walk and not just talk the talk. God showed us, showed, calls us to show up for instruction and for uh uh, uh, for help because folks were in a war. The answer to one of those uh, 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 questions about what he was doing is found in chapter 2. And I love this in verse 1 through 4. The Lord laid this on my heart the other day while I was sitting in a funeral home. It says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. It says, In the things that thou hast... Are you with me? Chapter 2. It says, Thou hast heard of me among many witnesses the same... Commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Now here's the key. It says, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good, say the word with me, soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangle himself in the affairs of, of this life, that he may please him 
who has chosen him to be a soldier. Thank God, friend. Here's the answer. And here's the reason that we ought to be faithful. God has chosen you. Not Wayne Cofield, not Jason Cofield, not some, not some uh, pope, some priest, uh, some king even. God has called you, has chosen you to be a good soldier for him. What a high calling. And we ought to all gladly enlist, amen, not get drafted into the service of God, but enlist in it and say, I'll do what I can. John 15, 16 says, I have not chosen you, but uh, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 says that we're ambassadors for Christ. We represent him, amen. There's going to be a great reviewing stand one day. And folks, it's the judgment seat of Christ. The Bible says in 1 Peter, excuse me, 1 John chapter 2, Verse 28, oh, what a verse. It's a, it's, a, it's a verse that tells me at the judgment seat of Christ there's going to be two crowds, one crying and one triumphant, one with tears and one with triumph. What, what crowd are you going to be in? And folks, one's going to be ashamed and one's going to say, thank God I was faithful. And, and you don't have to be very t- talented to be faithful. You just need to be faithful. But look at it, please. Uh, 1 John chapter 2, verse 28. Show you something about the rapture and show you something about the judgment seat of Christ. It says, And now, little children, abide in him that when he shall appear, that's the, ju- that's the judgment seat of Christ at the rapture, not the second coming, the rapture. It says, We may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. Folks, we're going to be reviewed. We're going to, be, we're going, we're going to give account of the, everything we did from the day we were saved to the day we die. From the day we're saved to the rapture takes place. That's what I prefer, don't you? Amen. Uh, I'm not looking for the undertaker. I'm looking for the uppertaker. I believe the trumpet's about to sound, don't you? Can it get any worse? I'm telling you, friend, we're in the last days. Iniquities abounding. Famine, wars, and rumors of wars. And so, folks, first of all, a faithful soldier gives account. He's accountable. Soldiers had to check in and be checked out. And they didn't resent it because they knew that was a matter of life or death to be right, be disciplined, and uh, be ready, and be steady. Then number two, uh, he, here's the acknowledgement of a faithful soldier. Look at verse two. Let's go back to our text, 2 Timothy chapter four. It says, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, rebuke exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Folks, I like that in season and out of season. You know, there's no closed season for preaching. Everybody needs preaching. Everybody needs the Word of God. And folks, I want to tell you something. There's a a few things that a faithful soldier needs to acknowledge. He needs to know some things. Now, I never served in the the, uh, military. I was number 78, and at 74, they stopped the lottery. I don't know what that is, and I was in college. And I took ROTC, and I'll tell you what, in ROTC... It's not like you military men, but I tell you what, we we did one thing all the time. We took a gun apart and put it back together. Took it apart, put it back together. Took it apart, put it back together. How many of you men did that, amen? I mean, you knew that M14, M16, M whatever, amen? M&Ms, I guess, would be for me. But anyway, folks, you you knew it, and you knew it backwards and forward. I'm going to tell you something. If you're going to be a good soldier of Christ, you need to know this book. You need to know this book. You need to memorize. You need to meditate. You need to, folks, you need to realize that this book reproves sin by the searching light of this book. Amen? Put the light on the, 
on the soul and you'll find out that your soul is not as righteous as you think it is. There's sin in the camp. And you need to get right with God to be a good soldier. Then I see the rebuke of the Word of God. Uh, it's a sharp two-edged sword. That's like a scaffold and a, 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 a surgeon. It divides between um, asunder all the facades and the cover-ups. And, the, and, you know, it's easy to say amen, but it's another thing to live it. Say amen. One thing to uh, talk it, but you've got to walk it. And I'll tell you something, the Word of God will rebuke those that don't walk it. You read your Bible, and you'll get under conviction that you need to be more like Jesus. Amen? And so we see you need to know the weapon. The weapon's the Word of God. And then it says exhort. Folks, the Word of God exhorts the weak and the sluggish and puts us out of our comfort zone and moves us. I'm going to tell you the greatest motivation in the world is not a motivational speech or some sad story. It's the Word of God. This is a charge. He said, hey, listen, preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. You know what that means? When it's easy, when it's not easy. Men, was it easy to be in the service? No. Wasn't easy to leave your, your, uh, your family. <clears throat> but it was necessary, say amen. <clears throat> I was talking to Paul the other night, and he said, I can remember the airport scenes when Daddy would, would, uh, would uh, be shipped out, and we'd be so disturbed. Uh, because daddy was leaving maybe for three years or two years or four years. And I, and I told him, I said, well, I'm going to tell you what the comfort is. You won't have, there won't be no more goodbyes in heaven. Amen? Praise God. There'll be no more sending off somebody. Thank God, friend. I remember one time uh, uh, my brother-in-law left for Korea. And my sister, she dressed up so beautiful. She put on makeup. She never heard to put on makeup before. And she was all teary-eyed and then streaming out. And I remember holding the, her babies and seeing Jean walk to that plane. I'll never forget that. Never forget it. She was so heartbroken. It, it's not easy. It's not easy in season, out of season. Some of us just need to suck it up and be, be soldiers for Jesus. Amen? Pardon the bluntness. We need to grow up. We need to be babies. We need to be emotional all the time and serve God when we feel like it. We need to be soldiers for Jesus. He charged them his last charge right before he gave his life. And he said, hey, listen, Take the word and know it and let it reprove, rebuke, exhort. And then set an example of excellence while you teach it. In season, out of season. Notice this. It said in Ephesians chapter 6 that it's the sword of the Spirit is the word of God. When I thought about that, the sword of the Spirit, you know what that means? That means that the word of God opens up the Spirit of God to get to the heart. So we need to plant the seed. We need to pull the sword out. Say amen. We need to pack the sword. We need to know it backwards and front. Don't take it apart. Don't risk it. Don't, don't try to misinterpret it. Just use it and know it and love it and present it, praise God. After I preached my mother's funeral, the Church of Christ preacher called me up and challenged me to debate. He said, you can come to my church one time, I'll come to your church, and we'll have a neutral zone because you preach too much grace at your mother's funeral. I told him, I said, you better mind your own business, number one. I'll preach what I want to at my mother's funeral. I got hot, 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 hot. Woo, I got too hot. It caused a lot of trouble because I got so hot. So y'all pray for me, amen? But he was, to, he was wanting to debate. And I said, sir, I'm going to tell you one thing. I'm going to tell you straight. I don't debate the word of God. I declare it. I ain't got time to come to your church. And you definitely ain't coming to our church preaching uh, salvation by works. I'm just going to preach on what I believe, amen? And I, I'm sorry you was offended at my mother's funeral. I really wasn't. 
But I want to tell you something. She is saved by grace, kept by grace, sustained by grace. And praise God, she arrived in heaven by grace. Amen. So I'm going to go and preach grace. Amen. And folks, we're in a warfare of these Camelites and hypocrites and, and cults that say you have to work for your salvation. No, I'll tell you what. Jesus did the work. This book tells it. This book lifts Jesus as the finished worker of our salvation. Amen. It is finished. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 says, The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God pulling down of the strongholds. I want to tell you what pulls down the strongholds of all this stinking thinking. I mean work salvation. I'm talking about uh, cults that follow men instead of God. This book. This book. This book will show the light on humanness that cannot measure up. Only Jesus can save our souls. Then we need to know the enemy. We need to know the enemy. You know, I believe thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars were spent on scouting teams in these little playoffs they have. Amen? I mean, listen, I guarantee you thousands of dollars were spent on what the Cleveland Browns did against the Falcons today. Now, don't tell me the, don't tell me the score because I, I taped it. And some of you, one of you going to run up here, I'll tell you exactly what the score is. You always do that. I love y'all for that. Praise God. I'm trying to be spiritual and be in church and tape the thing and you tell me the score so I don't even watch it. Yeah, y'all do it. I, I know you do. I'm looking at one that does it every time. But I'll tell you this. Listen, if they can pay, spend thousands of stinking dollars on a stinking ball game, can't we know how the devil works and read the Bible and pray over the Bible and realize the strategy of Satan? Number one, he's a deceiver. He'll lie to you. Folks, he's a discourager. He'll get you down. And then he's an amplifier of yourself. He'll pump you up and think you don't need to pray. You don't need to drill. You don't need to be in this word of God. You don't need to be disciplined. You can just make it on your own. And they're all three are alive from the pit of hell. Know your enemy. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, I love this chapter. It says in chapter 6, verse 10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord, the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. You know what that wiles word means? Methodology. I want to tell you something. He works through two sins in your life more than any. Discouragement and pride. Discouragement and pride. He lies to you and says there's no hope. There is hope in Jesus. You should never wrench your robe and give up. And then he lies to you and says you don't need God. You just need to be strong and educated and smart and determined a soldier without the armor just a, armed in the flesh not in the spirit but look at the next verse Ephesians chapter 6 it says for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the rulers of darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places folks we're in a spiritual warfare we need to know it and then we need to know our fellow uh, our fellow not only our enemy and not only the weapon we need to know our fellow soldier. Here we go. You need to work together. You need to love each other. You know, we're the only army that shoots our own wounded. Oh, this guy's backslide. Just blow him up. God help you. Criticize him up. Talk about him. Look down on him. Say, I knew he'd end up in jail, the bum. I'm glad somebody goes to the bums in jail and reaches them, Brother Larry. 
telling your testimony to somebody today. Oh, I was telling that young girl that was crying, weeping, about her daddy being in jail. So let me tell you about Larry Styles. I said he was in a rat hole game. 83-year-old man came to him at 9 o'clock in the morning on Sunday morning and showed him the gospel. Now he's one of the deacons in our church. And that little girl's tears still streaming down her cheek. I said, really? Is there hope? I said, yes, there's hope. And there's victory. There's one at Calvary. Just keep on praying for daddy. Keep on obeying him. Love him. Be a good, be a good girl. Keep coming to church no matter what. And folks, I want to tell you something. We're in a warfare, and we need to encourage each other. Some will, will not endure. We need to go after them. Somebody's wounded, you ought to go after them, pick them up. Leave no man behind. Amen? I mean, people risk their lives. I never forget, I read that story about Pappy rescuing those, those uh, people. He got a silver star. He didn't give that back. But he went and crawled out there in the middle of the battlefield and brought them back to, the, to safety. Amen? Got a silver star for it. He never would talk about it, never brag about it. If I, Hey, listen, if it had been me, I'd, been, I'd put it on the front page of the Daily Citizen five times. Amen. What I did in the war, praise God, you know. Didn't even go. Amen. Listen, we, some won't endure. And then some won't mature. They'll just, they'll, just, they'll just stay babies. They'll be casualties. Hey, friend, instead of ministering, they'll be ministered to, dull of hearing. And then some will take a detour. Some will not endure. Some will not mature. So, and I took look. I worked hard on this rhyme now. And some will take a detour. Amen. <laughs> What's that detour? Just go play in the Christian life, folks. We have no time to play. This is a battlefield. This is a warfare. We need to pray. We need to get serious about living for God. Stop dilly dallying in sin. Pardon that expression. And then, last but not least, it says that we ought to know. Know the weapon. A good soldier knows the enemy, knows the fellow soldier. But you know, most important of all, we need to know the Lord. We need to know the Lord. Look at this. It says, um, I charge thee before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at the appearing of his kingdom. He's God. Folks, we're not serving some uh, wimp. We're not serving some country only. And I thank God for the, and I commend you men. And we want to honor you. But folks, we serve the King of kings and the Lord of lords. In 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 13 through 17, the servant at Dothan was uh, distur disturbed and upset and, and voiced it to um, Elisha. And he said, go and spy where he is that I may send and fetch him. And he was, he was told, he was saying, Behold, he is in Dothan. So therefore he sent he, he hither horses and chariots and great hosts. They came by night and compassed the city about. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth. I'm in 2 Kings chapter uh, 6, verse 15. When the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, a host compassed the city both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? Now listen to this. And, and he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Amen? And I want to tell you what happened. God opened up his eyes. Look at verse 17. 
And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes. Good soldiers need to see who they're serving. We're on the winning side, say amen. It says, and Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened his eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountains, <laughs> Woo! I can't even read this without getting excited. It says, behold, the mountains was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elijah. That little wimpy army surrounded him on top of the mountaintops. And he says, open his eyes, and there was fire, and, and the Lord of hosts was calling forth the, the army that he commanded. Folks, we are on the winning side. Greater is he that is in you than he's in the world. Thank God, folks, we're more than conquerors through him. Stop being wimpy and get in the fight. And folks, take off your shoes and, and, and present yourself to the captain of the host and he will use you in victory. Amen. Folks, we need to know who we serve. And then last but not least, the actions of a faithful servant. It says be instant. That means be ready. Be available. God, God called you to do something like witness tomorrow to somebody. Would you be ready? Or would you be ashamed because you've got secret sin in your life? That's not the, hey, listen, friend, you ought to put on the breastplate of righteousness. That's not self-righteous. That means being right with God. And that's a badge of courage in the warfare. Because I'm going to tell you something. When you go to war and you've got something in your heart that's not right with God, the accuser of the brethren is going to disqualify you and tell you you can't serve God. And I'm going to tell you something. You ought to, you ought to answer back. I am standing in his righteousness. And I am right with God best I know how. And I am going to fight for my Savior and fight for his namesake. Oh, friend, listen now. We need to do it with all readiness. Soldiers are ready. You were ready to go, Brother Bobby. You were ready to go uh, if called upon to Vietnam or wherever. Folks, we need to be ready. And then we need to be long-suffering. Look at verse 2. It says, in all long-suffering. Long-suffering. We need to stay in the fight. We need to hold our position. Amen. It says, but watch. Look at this. It goes about the itching ears and all the things going on. And that's today, by the way. It's the last day. But he says, but watch. You know what? That's a military term also. That means stay on guard. Watch and pray. Listen, in spite of the cowards, in spite of the fair-weather soldiers, you need to stay in range. I'll tell you what. In the 40 years I pastored here, a lot of times I felt like quitting. And a couple of times I did quit, and y'all never knew it. My wife knew it. Because I was so discouraged by somebody falling in open sin in this church and about splitting it over some stinking sensual sin. And I said, man, what kind of failure am I? And it almost got me out of the ministry because I was so despondent and so discouraged. But a good soldier does not fall because somebody else falls. He picks them up. He keeps on going. He stays in rank. He holds his position. He fights a good fight in spite of the attacks of hell. He lifts up the fellow soldier. He doesn't disjoin uh, the indifferent. He doesn't enjoy, uh, uh, you know, he girds up in the battle, the battle of truth, the battle for truth. He, he doesn't join indulgence, itching ears. He doesn't, enjoy, he doesn't join the intermingling with the enemies. Turn away, verse 4 says. They shall turn away. That's AWOL. That's desertion. If you go to the world tomorrow, if you go back to your old sins tomorrow, you have deserted the cause. Now, I'm preaching to soldiers tonight, and every one of you are soldiers. I'm a soldier. 
I'm a soldier for the mighty King, the mighty God. Folks, be prepared to stand alone. Be prepared not to be uh, uh, the accolades of the world might not come your way, and you might not be honored as these men were honored. But I want to tell you something. One day you'll be honored when you face Jesus, and he says, well done, thy good and faithful servant. He could say faithful soldier. Last but not least, I'm closing. I didn't get the pulpit to 15 till, so don't, don't judge me because it's 16 after. Amen? I don't like to be rushed. I'm telling you. But anyway, before time I preach, I ought to be tired, but I'm not. Amen? I could go an hour. I promise I could preach an hour. You want to see? No, okay, let's go on. Number four. Number four. Wake up over there, praise God. Give me a little amen, a smile, a nod. Act like you like what I'm preaching, amen. Praise God. Sometimes I have to really pump hard when I look at some of your faces. Amen. Are you with me on this? Amen. Are we, are we on the same team? Come on now. Amen. I'm not a cheerleader up here. I'm just trying to get you stirred up for the Lord. But folks, you'll get stirred up when you get in the Word every day. And we ought to get stirred up. We get so excited about the dogs. We get so excited about the balls. We get so excited about the tigers. We get excited about the pigeons. Praise God. Get excited about the Lord. Amen. I meant falcons. Amen. Listen. Anticipation. Of the soldier. Look at verse 6. I'll close. I love preaching so much it's dangerous. Look at verse 6. If you don't love it when you preach, I feel sorry for the people to hear you preach. Amen. Some of you get up here like, oh, I guess I'll have to do this. Look at verse 6. For I'm now ready to offer, to be offered. And the time of my departure is at hand. This soldier's about to go home. And folks, he said, I'm now ready. I have fought a good fight. Isn't that a beautiful description of death, though? To be offered. And my departure's at hand. Isn't that a beautiful picture? You know, you think about these people going off to war and everything, but I want to tell you something. The people that are in danger, they love it when that plane lands and those soldiers come to their rescue. See, there's two viewpoints. There's the leaving, everybody's sad, but then there's the landing and the going to the field, and they're all glad and they're, they're heroes because they came to them when they couldn't save themselves. And folks, one day when Jesus gives our last breath, it'll be sad to the loved ones as we go off, but I want to tell you something. On the other side, when the ship lands, there's going to be a great reunion. There's going to be great rejoicing. And folks, we'll go crazy if we just look at the departure. But thank God of the arrival. Say amen. Thank God. I mean, I, I'm excited about heaven, amen. I'm excited that it's, it's, the, it's the final destination, but it's also a review time. And so, folks, we need to be willing to give her all as soldiers. I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I've kept the faith. Oh, I wish somebody had preached that at my funeral. Jason, go ahead and do it. But I hope that he don't have to say it on credit. I hope I really finish right. I hope I keep the faith. I hope I don't, don't wash out and go AWOL. I hope I don't quit. Hope I don't get disqualified because of sin in my life. And you could and I could. Say amen. And folks, folks, he gave his all. He offered himself. He was poured out for the commander-in-chief. Good soldier. Good soldier. And folks, he said, I fought a good fight. The war's over. I finished my course. I've given everything I could. I kept the faith. Just been faithful. Folks, I want to tell you something. He lived for the applause of heaven, not the applause of man. 
It's just, you can just call Paul a good soldier. And folks, it's not a medal, it's going to be a crown. Look at verse 8, and I'll close. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but to all them that love his appearing. First of all, it's a personal crown laid up for me. It's a perfect crown. It's a, it's a crown of righteousness. And thank God it's a passionate one crown for those that love his appearing. Now, folks, while you're trying to be good soldiers and discipline and suck it up and short visitation all that stuff, why don't you just fall in love with God? Because I'm going to tell you why we serve and how we ought to serve out of love. He set us free. He redeemed us. He saved us by His grace. And folks, if He calls us to be a soldier, we ought to say, yes, sir. Let me learn the weapon. Let me, let me help the fellow so soldier. And let me, please let me know you in this battle. Because I know I can't make it, but you can. He's dying now. He's about to get his head chopped off with the Lord. And he said, Timothy, I charge thee. I'm going to give you an order. You're going to pass before the great review and stand one day, and I'm about to preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering doctrine. For the time will come when they won't hear it because they got itching ears and they'll fall away. But watch. Watch. Be a good soldier. I'm going to read this in closing. I got four minutes. I can read it four minutes. I'm a soldier in the army of God. The Lord Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Scripture is the code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the Word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, tried by adversity, and tested by fire. I'm a volunteer in this army. And I'm enlisted for eternity. I will not give out, sell out, talked out, or pushed out. I am faithful, reliable, capable, and dependable. If my God needs me, I am there. I am a soldier. I am not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up, or pepped up. I'm a soldier. No one has to call me, remind me, write me, visit me, entice me, lure me, I am a soldier. I am not a wimp. I'm in, I'm in place, saluting my king, obeying his orders, praising his name, building his kingdom. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, candy, or give me a handout. I do, I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered. I am committed. I cannot have my feelings hurt bad enough to turn me around. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. When Jesus called me into this army, I had nothing. If I end up with nothing, I will still come out ahead. I will win. My God has and will continue to supply all my needs. I am more than a conqueror. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ. The devil cannot defeat me. People cannot delusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Governments cannot silence me. Hell cannot handle me. I am a soldier. Even death cannot destroy me. For when my commander calls me from this battlefield, 
he, he, he will promote me to captain and then allow me to rule with him. I am a soldier in the army. I am marching, claiming victory. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I am a soldier marching heaven bound. Here I stand. Will you stand with me? Let's pray. Father, thank you for this message of exhortation. Lord, I pray of edification, but I pray, dear God, of challenge. Lord, we don't need to be pampered. We don't need to be cuddled and petted and primed and pumped. God, all we need to do is see the warfare, but see you as the commander-in-chief has called us. God, help us not to be fickle and faithless. God, may we be faithful soldiers, instant, in season, out of season, watching and praying, faithful to the end. God, I want to finish right. I really do. God, I want to be on the firing line when you call me home. Lord, I want to be faithful because I love you, not because I'm pastor of Whitfield Baptist Church, a great church. Lord, help us to pray for one another as fellow soldiers. Help us, dear God, to encourage one another. Help us, God, to motivate each other. Help us hold each other accountable and even rebuke and exhort when people need it. But God, help us to do it as brothers, fellow soldiers, loving each other because the war is on. Please, Lord, please, God, I pray that these soldiers will not go AWOL, that they'll not get their little feelings hurt and quit. But God, they'll be faithful until the final trumpet. And we pray with every head back.